So, uh, so we're doing Hilchas of Adizar over here. Some Kuflam test in Yerdea. So I think we're up to uh, Sif Dalit. So the, f- the, the next few Sifim, next bunch really, until basically Ches. So Dalit, Hey, Vav, Zion. Really, we'll go through them relatively easily. And they're all pretty much following up from the similar Yisaita that we've been talking about until now, which was, again, just a chazer. Is that the Shulchanach told us that we're, we've been discussing sort of the halachas of noy of right? Things that are used as adorn, ornaments for Vedazara, for, you know, to, uh, to adorn and so on, to make it look uh, beautiful, which are also bana, and takrevis of Vedazara, things that are offered as a sacrifice to Vedazara. So, and, and we know, we, we, we had this already for a few weeks, a few weeks ago, that one of the basic differences between noy and takrevis is that takrevis, uh, carbon for Vedazara is more chamer. Right, there's a chumr to it in the fact that you can't be mavatalit, right? Avodizar you could undo through bittel uh, by just you know annulling the avodizar, saying that I don't believe in it anymore. No, you can be mavatal. Takravis you can't be mavatal once it becomes uh, a sacrifice for avodizar. So that was one difference. And then in the shulchan this is what that that was from a couple weeks ago. And lastly, what we saw in sif gimel was a basic breakdown in terms of what, how do you make something a carbon for Avodizar, that it should become Asr, right? And so just to chazer over, there are basically two categories, right? Category number one was anything that is offered in the Beis HaMikdash, if you offer that for an Avodizar, that becomes Asr. So again, uh, you know, whether it be meat, uh, you know, breads, wine, uh, wines, and things like this. Carbonus for a Beis HaMikdash, you can't, if you do that for an Avodizar, it becomes Asr. That was one category. And the other category was if you're using something as a sacrifice and it doesn't have a parallel, then at least if what you're doing is something similar to shechita, that you're breaking something, or zrika, that it becomes, you know, one thing broken into a million pieces, you know, that'll also become aser. <clears throat> and the, the caveat that the Shulchan said is that it, it, on condition that what you're using as a sacrifice, which again is similar to shechita and zrika, is also something that this Avadizar uses. So that, that was the example that the Shulchan gave in Avadizar that the normal service is to take a stick and to make noise in front of the Avodah Zara. so that's not a that's not going to make the stick Asr Bana it's not similar to the Beis HaMikdash and so on but if you take that stick and now you break it, so that's similar to Shechita, right, where you're breaking something, and things like that, or Zrik and so on, so then the stick will become Asr Bana, that was the, that was the case that we had before, so along the same lines in Shulchan Aruch, in, in Sif Talat so Shulchan Aruch now continues he says, but there, with, there's, one, um, there's one now additional point in, in the previous uh, scenario. The only, says the, we'll see this, I'll say it out so then we'll see it inside together. What the Shulchan Aruch is saying is a, is a basic idea, which is that the only time that we have that added condition, that the object has to be something that's used normally for our are like the stick case, that's only, you only need that condition because it's not ma'amashchita. You're not mama shechting it, you're just breaking a stick, which is similar to shechita. It has a certain quality that's similar to shechita in terms of that you're breaking something, just like the animal's neck you're breaking, quote-unquote. So then, because it's not mama shechita, but it's similar to it, so then you need another condition that it has to be at least an object that the Vodazara uses, which is, in that case, it would be a stick. But says the Shokhanach and Siv Dalet, let's say you take a locust, Right, a grasshopper, and you shech the grasshopper for Avodah Then it's Nasser, 
then the grasshopper becomes Asr Bahana. Even if this of Zara grasshopper is never used. Why? Because it's Mamashita. It's Mamashita. So that's another point that the Shulchan Aruch is making. So again, basically what we have uh, what we had last time, which is again category number one, something that's Mamish offered for the Besamikdash, Yudha for Vadizar, it'll become Asr. Or if it's not like that, if it's similar to if it's if if you're doing Mamash Shita to it, it's Asr. If you're doing something that's similar to shechita, then if it's also an object which is used for this of the zar, like the stick case, then it'll become aser banan. I guess that's what the shulchan aruch said. Okay, so now the shulchan aruch in the next few sefim will just give other, you know, basically uh, other, uh, you know, uh, situations we could sort of figure out based on the rules that we that we've had already. Okay, so sifhe, called over shekiyotze by karlofnem. Now the shulchan aruch says, let's say you're dealing with an object which is brought as a carbon for the base of Migdash, okay? So, if you have an object which has a parallel in the base of Migdash, let's say it'd be wine or whatever, it might say, if you happen to find it in front of Avodazar. So again, until now we've been talking about, you brought it for Avodazar as a sacrifice, it becomes Aser. Let's say you never saw someone brought it, but you just see in front of Avodazar laying a piece of meat or a flask of wine or something like that. Maybe it's not mom, literally in front of the Vaidazar, but it's but uh, like I, I mentioned this uh, maybe a few weeks ago that the way it was and very often was that he had a, a temple and he had like sort of an inner chamber like the Kadesh Hakachim Lahavdal and you had a mechitza, some maybe be a curtain or a wall, you know, separating the inner sanctum of the Avadizara with the Avadizara in the in the center and then on the outside on the other side of the wall you would have maybe sometimes other idols, you know, not the Ikra Vadizara, but uh, representatives of the Vadizara and so on. So says the Shulchan Aruch, if you find something which, again, is usually brought in the base of the Mikdash, in front of a Vadizara, or in the very least, in the inner chamber of the Vadizara, so says the Shulchan Aruch, <coughs> Aser. That will become Aser. Because we assume that it was being used as, as an offering. Again, and therefore, because it's something that was similar to the base of the Mikdash, so therefore, it'll, it'll have the halachic status of takraivis, and it'll become asr. Okay. And then even if you're dealing with something like water or salt, which again, has a parallel in the Beis HaMikdash, and it's not a matter of like adornment, this is not, no one would consider wine, uh, salt or water in front of an Avadizara like uh, noi. It's not like you're making the Avadizara look pretty, but it's clearly for takraivis, for uh, carbon, because that's why it's in front of it, and so on. However, let's say you find objects on the other side of the wall, right? So not mamish in front of a Vadizara. So then, says the Shulchan Aruch, like this, if it's an object which brings more covet to the Vadizara, right? So then, then it'll become Asr, not because of Karbanas, but because of Noi, right? Because we could assume that that's why it's there, in order to beautify the Vadizara. But if it's not uh, beautifying it, you know, in any way, then it'll be mutter. Then it'll be mutter. So that's the that's what the shacharah breaks it down again. The basic, basic uh, breakdown based on what we what we've seen before. Says the shacharah. There's there's a couple of vayizars though that are exceptions to this rule. In other words, what we have so far is is pretty simple. That things can become aser either for noi or takrivus. So if it's something that beautifies the vayizara, so then that'll fall into the category of noi. If it's something that does not beautify the Vadizara, then the only category you have left to deal with 
is takrivas, and then it has to fit into one of those one of the stipulations we had before, something that's offered in the Beis Hamikdash. So then that'll be able to uh, become usher because of takrivas. If you have something, for example, that doesn't have a parallel in the Beis Hamikdash and it doesn't beautify the the Avodah then it's not night and it's not takrivas. It'll be mutter, right? That'll be uh, that'll be the case. The Shulchan now just ends off. Upar umurkalis. However, there's two avodizaras that this, these rules don't really apply. The avodizar of Baal Pa'ar and Morkalis. These are both avodizaras that the way they're served is by being mavazet. Pa'ar famously is by uh, defecating in front of it, and Morkalis is by throwing rocks at it. So both of these avodizaras, even if you find something in front of it that you wouldn't think of as covered, it could very easily be takrivis because this is how this avodizar is served by doing silly things in front of it. So even if you find something, you know, you find a, 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 you know, a garbage bag full of garbage in front of it, it, it could very easily be takrivis. So therefore, it says the Shulchan Aruch, and by that's point number one. And point number two, for whatever reason, when it came to these avodizaras, there, there was no inner chamber. Again, it's probably part of the fact that the avodizar was, part of it was to not treat it with respect. So there's no distinction in, when it comes to Balpar and Merkulis between an object which is Bakovedic, an object that's not Bakovedic, inner chamber, outer chamber. It was, uh, the whole thing was B'derech uh, B'zayin. So anything you find anywhere near uh, Balpar and Merkulis, you have to be concerned that it would be Takroivis and it would become us. And that's what the Shulchan Aruch is saying. Upar Merkulis, however, again, these two have a The Shulchan Aruch says, Kol Matzimam, anything you find around them, I feel derech bizayin, even if it's, again, not an honorable object, and bachotz, and it's on the outside of an inner chamber, hakolas, or lobe kamaser, because again, these avodizaras were dafke done in a way of bizayin. Okay. Shulchanach continues, halachavav, ma'asheroyin, shemachnisen oisay le'alilem, shalavir kechavim, let's say you see non-Jews preparing something for a sacrifice, for avodizara, let's maybe it's an animal, it's something that, that, that could become takrevis, you know, if it, if they follow through with it, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't brought yet. So in other words, they prepared. They were like sort of like in Karbanis, There's such a thing as your makdish, right? Take an animal, your makdish it, harezu oila, and then you bring it to the base of English. But even by just saying harezu oila, it becomes an oila. You know, you have to treat it with a certain amount of kavod because of that kachim. So does that have a is that does it have a parallel with the zara? Let's say a guy says, I'm separating this animal for the zara. I didn't bring it yet, but he separated it. He's basically sort of, quote-unquote, b'imaktashim. So does that become aser ba'ana? So it says for Shulchan Aruch, mutter. That's mutter. Shadayin lo'inasa takrivis. There's no such thing as hektish by Vodizara. Either it's, if it's sacrificed, if it's offered, then it's takrivis. Until that point, you could say all you want, you're designating it as such, but it doesn't count. It has to be actually offered. Okay, that's Allah above. And finally, Allah Zion. Again, a similar to what we've been talking about. Matzah Baroisha, just a more practical example. Let's say you find on the head of an Avadizar, a statue, you find on its head, Mois Ksus Vekelem. You find that uh, it's laying on top of it, money, uh, clothing, Kalem, hanging over this Avadizar. So it says the Shulchan Aruch, well, let's, let's, let's think about this for a second. Clothing, money, pots and pans don't have a parallel in the Beis Hamikdash, in terms of being sacrificed as an offering, right? And these things are not similar to Shechit or Zerika. It doesn't, you know, you just put the money down, put the bag down. So in terms of Takrovis, these things wouldn't be a problem. What's the only concern left? Maybe it's noy, maybe it's an adornment. So it says the Shulchan Aruch as follows. In Matzen Derech Kavid, 
if it's laid on the Avadizar properly with, in a respectful way, then Asurim, then you're right, then you have to be concerned it's, because it's Noi and it'll become Asur. However, if you see it just like the guy just threw his coat on it, like it's just, you know, uh, in a Vuzadik away, could go and kiss Talibut Savaroi like uh, a money wallet just hanging on the neck, which is an improper place for it to be. Ubegim Mukufel Salksefai, or just like your coat hanging over the shoulder of the Vadazar, Ukli Kafel Raish is just like a pot sitting on its head. Clearly the guy was just using it as a place to keep his stuff. Mutarm and then it'll become it'll it'll be mutar. Those things were not, you know, you have to be concerned about knowing. Okay, that's the that's the Shulchanarch. That's the, the basic breakdown. Again, that's how the Shulchanarch thinks of it. So you have these two categories. Noi and and to to figure out whether something is also because of noy or not, basic uh, rule is: Does it beautify the others or not? Is it derech kavod or is it derech bizayin? Okay. And then you have takrivis, and takrivis has its stipulations. It has to be similar to beis hamikdash, and if not, at least it has to be similar to shchit and zrika. And if something falls in between, so like I, like the case before, you guy, you know, you you find. Um, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of coins just spread out in front of the Avadizara. So it's not, that's not about Kavadik away, so it's not night. And it doesn't fall into the category of Takrivis. There's no similar thing to the Beis HaMikdash. It's not, it's not like Shechit and Zrika. So it'll become Mutter, right? That's how the Shulchan Aruch breaks it down. Okay, so that's, that's Allah Lema If you take a look at the Marmachimus, though, there's a, a very Mechudish Dekha Rambam. Okay, the Rambam, we don't pass like this Rambam, but We'll see where this Rambam takes us. It's, uh, I think, interesting places, you'll see. So, in Marmokka number one, the Rambam, in Hilchas in, Avadizara, Perak Zayn, Halacha The Rambam says, now like the Shulchan Aruch again, the Shulchan Aruch, we saw the basic breakdown of two categories, Noi and Takrovis, and you could have something that's in between. You could have something that's neither Noi or Takrovis, right? Namely, it's laid out, Bederach Bizayin. And it doesn't fit into the stipulations of what takrivis can be. There's no parallel to the base of Migdash. It's not like Shechit and Zerika, right? The Rambam says differently. Says the Rambam, when do, I cons- when do I care about whether something is derech kavit or derech bizayin? That's what the context of the Rambam is talking about. He's talking about the lochs of Noi, what's considered endormant. And he says, well, it depends if something is bakavadik for it or not bakavadik. Says around like this, when do I care about that? That's talking about when you find something outside of that inner chamber, where the only concern is going to be whether it's an adornment. But if you find something on the inside, right, in the inner chamber, then whether the object is laid out or not, and whether it's something that's fit for the Mizbech and has a parallel, doesn't have a parallel. Anything found on the inner chamber of the Vodizara, literally in front of it, Asr, will become Asr. Well, that's what the Rama says. Now, now, if you take a look at Marmogan number two, the Chazanish, the Chazanish on this Rambam brings up the basic problem, which is as follows. Mavur, it's clear from the Rambam, the Rambam says this, that anything on the inside, Asr. It'll be Asr. Again, whether it's Kavid, whether it's Bizayin, whether it's Roy Lemizbech, not Roy Lemizbech, Afil Kis Talibat Savar, let's say it's money, right? So Mamish, money is laid out in front of the Vadizara. The Enoch or other things like that, Shein Derech Bizayin, even though it's Derech Bizayin, it'll still become Asr. Now, why? Why is it Asr? 
Well, again, noy, it's not going to be because it's derech bizayin. Again, the Rambam says, even if it's derech bizayin, it's aser. Well, if it's aser and it's bizayin, it's not because of noy. It doesn't adorn the Avad Zar. What's left? Dakrevis. The problem is vakasha. Hahani loves rika mishtaberes. That, that, this, this stipulation the Shulchan Aruch came up with, that it has to be similar to Shechit and Zerika, he didn't make that up. That's, that's a Mefur Shagimor. So what's the Ram talking about? That you could have something, that anything on the inside, anything offered as, as a Takrevis for Avadizar becomes Aser. That's not true. If it's beautifying the Avadizar, it's you could say because of Noi. And if it's not, then it has to fit into the categories of Takrevis. But just to say blanket statement, anything on the inside, Bizayin, not Bizayin, Roy Lifnim, not Roy Lifnim is all Aser. How is that possible? And so he says, "Vahani loves Rika Mishtaberes. Not everything is similar to Shchit and Zrika. Vein in Asar Mishum Takrovis, and it doesn't become Asar because of Takrovis. Vagam Mishum Noileka. And again, it's not always an adornment either, because if it's if it's Bizoyin, then it's not going to be Noi. Vlamayaisru. So why was why is everything becoming Asar? I mean, that's the, the way the Shochanach broke it down was more more understandable. It's look at Noi. Does it fit there? And then look at Takrovis and see if it fits there. But just to say that everything becomes Asar because of Takrovis." That's simply not true. It has to be similar to Shechit and Zerika. Can you move off of state rules and into like a Suffolk, a case of Suffolk? Say it again, I'm sorry. It sounds like we moved into a case of Suffolk. So the Shulchan Aruch in, uh, in, in, in Sif Hay was discussing that. I won't say Suffolk, but and it, where you just find an object, you're not sure why it was presented. You know, it's like in, in, in Sif Gimel and so on, the earlier parts of the Shulchan Aruch, it's talking about what you put in front of it. But if you just find objects, now you're not sure why it was placed there. So then you have to go through in your own head the different possibilities. Was it just giving those guidelines? No. Sefe was talking about if I find something in front of an Avazar, so then let's see if it's Asr Mutter. Break it down. No, Takrivis. So the, the Ramam is saying that, not like the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramam is saying that anything you find on the inside that was clearly offered as a sacrifice, always Asr. So that, that's the problem. Huh? No, but, but, but again, if you're dealing with an object that, number one, is a bizoyan, and number two, doesn't have a parallel with a Beis HaMikdash, and it's not like Shechit or Zerika, then why are you being Machmer? Even if they did. Again, if you take an object and you make it a sacrifice, not all sacrifices will become Asr Ba'ana. It has to fall into those categories. Similar to Beis HaMikdash, or in the very least, similar to Shechit and Zerika. But if you have an object that's not similar to Beis HaMikdash, not similar to Shechit and Zerika, yeah, yeah, 100%. So why is the Ramam just blanket statement Aser? So says the Chazin HaShachidosh, Ve'efshar, so possibly what you have to say is as follows, that when it comes to that inner chamber, kol shakar lofinah, anything that's offered in front of the Vedazar as a sacrifice, Aser, even though it won't become Aser because of sacrifice, the kol shakar lofinah, Anything that's offered as a sacrifice for for the Zara Havigam Noishala automatically becomes noi. It automatically becomes an object that beautifies the Vadizar. Aval Gavshenka Noi Bitsurasa. So here's the Khidish Khazanesh. There's two types of beautification. There's two types of noi. Until now we've been thinking, what does noi mean? Noi means physical. This object becomes more beautified by putting uh, rings on it, by putting uh, jewelry on it. So the object becomes physically more beautiful. It says the Chazanish, but there's another type of noi, which is not so much that the object becomes beautiful. The other type of noi is more of a conceptual one. To show that this Avodah Zara is being used, to show that this Avodah Zara people are 
are, it's not just sitting in a museum somewhere. This is another desire that's alive and well. It's like people are using it, then any object that indicates usage of the Avadizar is also going to be considered something that's noi of an Avadizar. So you could have noi, you could have something beautiful, beauty, you could have, it, it, the object becomes beautiful through uh, jewelry, or the Avadizar becomes quote-unquote more beautiful by, by, by simonim, by evidence that it's, that it's being used, that it's not just sitting somewhere collecting dust. So says the, says the Chazanish like this, therefore anything that's sacrificed in front of an Avadizara, even if it doesn't fall into the category of sacrifices to become Aser, but practically speaking, it shows that people are using this, that people are still walking in and out, there's this traffic over there, and that itself will become Aser because of Noi. And so therefore that's what the Rama means, that anything that's found on the inside will become Aser, not because of Takrayvis, but if it's being used as a sacrifice, even if it doesn't halachically fall into those categories of sacrifice, it'll become us because of noi. <clears throat> so that's what the Chazinish is saying. But it does specifically have to be used. As it has to be used. It has to be used. And just the fact that it's there, we can't say it's like we see that we're bit like that people are. It could be. It could be. You know, maybe the wind blew it in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we have to. We're. we're we are being machmer. We're assuming that it was being used. But the point is that even if. This uh, object, well, let's assume it was offered as a sacrifice. It wouldn't fall under the, the stipulations of takrivis to become aser mitzat takrivis, but that itself will make it aser because of night. Now, this is a chiddush. This is a chiddush that the definition of beauty is not just a physical thing that the object is beauty, but any time that you show that people are involved with this, that's also because that that also is makes something beautiful. I'll give, there's another example of this you find in the Rishonim as well in, in the halachas of Avodah In Marmokah number three, and this is taking it even a step further. In Marmokah number three, there's a Gemara of Avodah The Mishnah talks about the following. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting Mishnah. The Mishnah says that Rav Gamliel, maybe I quoted this once, I can't remember. Rav Gamliel went to the Merchatz in, uh, I, think the Mishnah, I think the Mishnah says it was in Akko. It was in Merchatz in Akko. And there was a Roman uh, officer that came to Rav Gamliel and had a kasha. He said, Rav Gamliel, you're a yid, you don't, you know, you're not allowed to have any hanaf from Avadizara. This is the merchatz of Aphrodite. Aphrodite is one of the Avadizaras of the Greeks and Romans. And this is her merchatz. There, there, there's, there's a statue of Aphrodite in the middle of the merchatz. How are you using this merchatz? So the Mishnah says that Rav Gamliel responded by saying, no, no, you get it wrong. This is not... This is not, when they built this place at Rav Gamliel, they didn't say, oh, there's Aphrodite, and L'shem Aphrodite, let's give her a merchatz. That's not what they did. What they did was they had a merchatz, and they figured, you know, let's, let's make the merchatz even nicer by putting Aphrodite here, by putting a little statue here. So the statue is bottle. it's not the ikker, uh, the whole thing doesn't become bottle to the statue. Adrav, the statue is bottle to the merchatz. That's the, the conversation Rav Gamliel had with the, uh, with the Roman. So the Gemara analyzes Rav Gamliel's response, and the Gemara raises an issue as follows. The Gemara says that, let, let's say the other way, though. Rav Gamliel was, was saying that like the Metzius is that they built the Merchatz first. But let's say they didn't. Let's say the scenario was they take had an, a statue there. And then they wanted to put the Merchatz uh, to give the statue a Merchatz. It sounds like Rav Gamliel would be masking that I wouldn't be allowed to use the Merchatz. So the Gemara's not sure why. The Gemara says like this, Marmokah number three. Let's say when they built it, their, the kavana was in the order of events were, the guy said, the guy said, let's make a merchatz for Aphrodite. So then it sounds like it would be awesome to use it. Says the Gemara, and the Gemara basically says that. 
Says the Gemara, although the merchas itself would not be aser, like the water, the water and the walls, everything it would not be aser bana, but noi mia but it would still be noi. What does that mean exactly? So there's a big debate in the Rishon of what exactly the Gemara means. But look at Rashi, Pirish Rashi. Rashi says like this. That it's, I'll tell you outside how Rashi describes the Gemara. What the Gemara means, according to Rashi, is as follows. That in such a situation, again, you have a statue, and then the Chavra get together, you know, let's build a Merchatz, you know, to L'shem uh, the statue. Says the Gemara, that's how Rashi's interpreting, their Merchatz is not Asr Bahana. Like if someone, uh, like if, if the, if the Merchatz breaks, if there's a piece of rock that comes off of the wall of the Merchatz, it, it, you, could, you could use it. Their merchas is not Aser because, again, why? Because this is not an adornment to the statue. The statue is a statue. This is a merchatz. That's, uh, it's not like a piece of jewelry on the statue. But says Rashi, although the merchatz, the chefza, the object of the merchatz, the walls and the brocks and so on, is not Aser but you would not be allowed to use the merchatz to bathe yourself. Why? Says Rashi, we'll see in a second inside, because by using it and showing that it's being, it's being used, it's not just sitting and collecting dust, using a merchatz, which was designated for the covet of an Eved Zara, noi mi'e ikka, that's us that's because of noi. Meaning that's called beautifying an Eved Zara by you showing that it's used. Again, you're not even, in the Rambam's case, for example, at least you're, you're sacrificing to Eved Zara. So your mom is showing that it's, that it's functional in terms of Eved Zara. This is taking it even further. I'm not even sacred. I'm just taking a bath. I'm just going swimming. But the fact that I'm going swimming and taking a bath in a merchatz, which was designated as something that's, that's l'shem Aphrodite, even if the merchatz itself doesn't become aser because it's not actually beautifying the object, but by using the merchatz, the usage of the merchatz is also a way of beautifying the Avodah by showing that, it's, that, 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 that people are, are, are involved with it, that it's not just sitting in, uh, like I said, in some attic collecting dust. So it says Rashi, The act of bathing, not the, the, the object of the merchatz, no, but the act of bathing would be that itself would be beautifying and that's something that's prohibited. You're not allowed to do something to show, to bring beauty to Navadizara. What does it mean to bring beauty? Well, until now we've been thinking bring beauty means putting jewelry on it. it says Rashi, no, no, even using a merchatz that has on it you know, that this is the Aphrodite's merchatz, that's also showing beauty to the Zara. How so? Because you're, you're keeping, you, you, you know, you're, you're showing that it's, uh, that it's being used. There's, there's more traffic because of you. Avagav mitzur merchatz even though the merchatz itself is not oser b'hanah, b'etzem. But the usage of it becomes us because using it actually brings yaifi and noi. Now, by the way, this is an interesting idea because until now we've been talking about hanaz in the world of that's oser, like of the Zara's. And we sort of expanded the, de- the, the, the definition of Hana, uh, of, 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 of Noi, that is beautifying the object, and then there's showing that it's uh, being used. And the same thing we could have in the side of Kedusha. There's something that, there's a mitzvah in the Torah that's called Zakeil van Veyu, of making mitzvahs Na. Well, if we have this new definition of Na, then Na doesn't just mean beautifying the object but actually also means to show usage, to make it being used. So the Chorid, that would also apply in the world of Kedusha. And the truth is, if you think about this, we do find this. Let's say there's a new Sefer that's brought, right? So Achnas Sefer Torah. says, the, mitzvah, the Gemara says, We'll see this soon. The Mordarshans, what does Vanveyo mean? Hasneu lefan of the mitzvah. Vanveyo comes from the word na, that you should make the mitzvah beautiful. Make a nice shoifer, make a nice lulav, make a nice Sefer Torah. 
Now the minig of Kalah Yisrael is, when you have a new Sefer Torah, so you make a whole thing, Hachon Sefer Torah, that's, that's beautiful. And then there's, the minig is to use a Sefer Torah for a full year, as much as possible. Why? Okay, so you could say, I don't know, because why, like, why not? But you, I don't know, you have other Sefer Torah. Why, why do you have to, why is there the minig to use the new Sefer Torah? Well, according to what we're saying, that's part of Van Veyu. In other words, you just made a Sefer Torah, you want to make it beautiful. How do you make it beautiful? Well, be- well, until now, beautif- beautification meant very, very uh, one-dimensional. The object make it nice, but now we're saying no, no, no. Beyond that, it's also showing that we're involved with it. That there's human interaction with this object that also makes it beautiful. Well, Zeki and Van Veo then would dictate to actually use it. So having a Sefer Torah and it never being used is nice, but it's a little bit missing in the hitter. You want to make it beautiful. I'll give you another example. Um, the Gemara says in Yuma that every day in the base of Migdash, so you had a you know you had a bunch of kahanim, and there's only a certain amount of activities to do. So how do you uh, figure it out? So the Mishnah says it was a process of girl. They would make a girl to figure out who did what, and so the Mishnah tells us they, they would break it up throughout the day. The X number of avodas they would make a lottery to figure out in the morning. They would save some for the afternoon, evening, and so on. So he asked the Gemara just. Do it one, one quick shot in the morning. Just in the morning, let everyone get together, and you'll make a girl for all the avodas that you'll need, and that's it. Well, you have to break it out throughout the day. Says the Gemara Numa, no, no, we want it to be movement in the base of Hamikdash. It should be rash. It should be. It shouldn't be like like there shouldn't be any 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 moment in the base of Hamikdash where nothing's happening. So if you did all the girls in the morning, then invariably at some point there's going to be one or two kahanim in the base of Hamikdash, and it's going to be a little bit boring. We want it to be a rash. Right, beveis Hashem naalch beregesh. The Gemara says it should be noise. Why? I mean, what, what's the side of that? So it's a pasuk. Beveis Hashem naalch beregesh. Like, the halachically speaking, there should always be movement. The answer is because again, the beis hamikdash is if, if there's an idea of making a sefer Torah nice, an idea of making a shofar nice, the greatest, you know, the 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 of that Indian of hasnei lefun of mitzvahs is vasli mikdash v'shechanti v'soicham, and the building building of the mishkan the beis hamikdash was kolkulai with beauty. The whole thing was 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 wrapped up in beauty. So davka and what does beauty mean? Not just the object being beautified, but it being used. The more human interaction there is with the object, that also enhances the beauty. So if we want to use a new Sefer Torah, right, and you're not allowed to beautify of a desire by using it, by interacting with it, so the same, so you know, the more action is involved, the more people, the more kahan, the more movement, the more it's shown that there's traffic, the more, the more beauty it is. The more beauty it is. So that's what that's the, the side that we see. Okay. Now let's move a little bit into the panemius. Let's now let's let's begin to, if that's okay with you guys, let's uh, deepen our appreciation of what of what this tells us about the sight of beauty. Right now, so we have sort of like like it's two dinam. Like there's one type of beauty which is beautifying the object, and another type of beauty which is just like, the more interaction we have with it also is considered to be noi. But it's still a little bit disjointed. Like what exactly unifies these two ideas? Okay, so take a look at Marmok number four. Okay, before we answer it, let's uh, introduce a little bit of, a, of an interesting halacha. There's the, the Yushalmi at the end of the fifth parak of Shkalem. The Yushalmi says a Maisa. Rav Chama Bar Chanina, Rav Oishia Rabba. So Rav Chama Bar Chanina and Rav Oishia have a metailin be'ilin kinishta delud. They were walking, uh, you know, taking a walk in one of the shuls of the city of Lud. 
Okay. And he looked around and he saw evidently Rucham Rachanina was from Lud. So he said, look at this beautiful shul, look how much money my, uh, my, my parents, my grandparents, my, my, my community, how much money they, they sank into the shul. And I was like, in a good way, he's saying like, it's very much a beautiful shul. Amar lay. So Rav Aisha responded, money they sank into the common fascists, they sacrificed people, they uh, killed people for this shul. What, is, what does that mean? Why would they spend the money on making a beautiful shul? There was no, there weren't any poor Tamidi Chachamim that, that if they were supported by that money, they'll be able to sit and learn all day. In other words, like if it was the money, what, what Rav Aisha is saying is that instead of spending the money on beautifying a shul, take that money, take the resources, and support poor Tamidi Chachamim that they should be able to learn instead of having to go uh, eke out a living, and they should be able to have Parnasa uh, to learn. That's what Rav Aisha says. The Gemara says another story, similar. Rav Avon Avad Elaine Tari de Sura. Rav Avon in the city of Sura sold and got rid of the fancy doors of the shul. Evidently, the shul had like very chash of expensive doors. Avad, he, he got rid of them. In other words, he sold them off for the purposes of supporting uh, people to learn. Asa Rav Manalagabe. Rav Mana came to visit Rav Avon in, in Sura at some point. And Amrle and Rabav, and I guess Ravmana noticed that the shuls didn't have any doors on them. So he's like, what's going on? So Rabavan said, Avadis, you see what I did? Like, like, like I did good, no? There was no people, they, they, there wasn't enough funds in the community to support people to sit and learn. And so that's what I did. I sold off the doors of the shul in order to support that. Okay. What you see from this Yushami is that as Khashiva a mitzvah it is of Zekil Vanveyu of making a shul, which is like Mikdash Ma'at, which is the, the apex of this mitzvah of Hidr, of, of Zekir Vanveyu. There's a mamish, an unbelievable zach to make it uh, beautiful. But what's even more chashev is allowing people to be able to learn. Right? That's what you see. Now the truth is, there's, this is the girsa that we have in the Rishalmi. There's other Rishayinim that add to the girsa that not only their advice you say, like, why, why didn't you spend the money to support people learning, the other, the other point Rav Aisha made is that besides learning, also, what about, what about poor, sick people? If you have chaylim that are aniyam, also, the money should go there. So, based on this story of the Yushalmi, with that added girsa, take a look at Maramukha number 5. The Shulchan Aruch in Yeridea, Reish Mem Tas Paskins as follows. Yesh Mishaymer, there are those that say based on the Yushalmi we just saw, Shemitzvah Beisakneses Adiva Mitzvah Sadaka. Avada, beautifying a shul, is unbelievable mitzvah, it's better than other tzedakahs. But a mitzvah But however, taking the money and using it to allow poor people to sit and learn, that they shouldn't uh, have to leave from learning to go work. Or that other, the added girsa from other rishonim, or poor people that are also sick. That's better than beautifying a shul. That's based on the Gemara Yushalmi. Okay, Why? Why? Why is it, what's, that, what, what's this in these two things specifically? Supporting people to learn and, and paying the medical bills of poor people. Why dafka those two things are better than beautifying a shul? Now obviously it goes without saying, we're not talking about pukuch nefesh. If it's pukuch nefesh, then it's obvious, everything overrides, uh, is get, gets over with pukuch nefesh, you know, avada. We're talking about, it's not pukuch nefesh. It's not pukuch nefesh. This guy, he could, he could, go, he could go to work. It's not the, and this guy that's sick, it's not pekuch nefesh. She's sick, but he's not, it's not pekuch nefesh. And afal pikein, the mitzvah of zekel vanveyu by Yeshul, 
is, is overridden by these two inyanim, supporting a guy to learn and uh, paying the medical bills of, of a person that's sick, even though, again, it's not Pukul Nevesh. Why? Okay. So that's the, there's a side from the Baal Shem Tov, okay? The Baal Shem Tov, if you take a look at Marmok number 7, this is a, a big schmooze by itself, but we'll just, just to introduce the idea. Yeah, I probably mentioned it before anyway. But there's a famous letter from the Baal Shem Tov, okay? The Baal Shem Tov famously wrote a letter to his brother-in-law, Regesh and Kitaver, that uh, on a Shavuos he went up to Shemayim, the Baal Shem Tov, and he went to the chamber of Mashiach, and he asked Mashiach, when are you coming? And Mashiach famously said, that's the famous part of the letter. Then the Baal Shem Tov went on to say that the, that the Mashiach told him something more. He told him the following message, and this is, the Baal Shem Tov said, this is a, a Nakuda that is part of Hafatzas Mayanas. In every single letter that comes out of your mouth, and the truth is, oh, the Talmud of Hashem extended it, everything in the world, there is three levels to it. Yesh Oilemis, there is the world. In other words, there's the object itself, the physical thing that you're dealing with. Nishamis, there's the Nishama, there's the person, how the person interacts with the object. Elokos. And then there's the Elokos, the godliness, that through the person can become connected to the object itself. What the Valshantav is telling us is a huge yesite, which is that the linchpin to connect the Rabbani Shloilam with anything of this world is dafka through Nishamas. The Rabbani Shloilam, listen, the Rabbani Shloilam sustains all things, right? Everything is alive because Rabbani Shloilam, somehow there's a light of Hashem contained in everything. But the only thing in creation that has the capability of bringing out elikus or enhancing that connection is neshamas. That's what neshamas is. And these are the three different levels. Elikus, that's the Rabbanu Shalom, it's Gavaldic. Oilimus, the physical world. And the tachlis of creation is for elikus to get to Oilimus, right? Nisavak Veshbaruch, the reason for creation was because Rabbanu Shalom wants a dear betachtoinim. He wants to live down here. But the only way to make that connection is with neshamas. That's the only way. The Yisoyed of Zekeilam Aveh. What's this idea of Let's take a step back. The Rabbanu wants Mitzvah to be beautiful. Why? What's the difference, really, if the Lulav is, is beautiful or not? It's a nafkimia. The Yisoyed of Zekeilam Aveh is to allow this Lulav, for example, which is physical. That's Oilamas. And what you want as, as, as a Lulav is that you want this Lulav to be a vessel through which a Lakus comes to your life and comes to the world then you need that linchpin, you need that connection, you need neshamas. And the concept of making a mitzvah beautiful, making it aesthetically pleasing to who? To the human beings, is that that draws the connection between the neshama, between the human being and the object. And it's, it's not, therefore, it, the concept of asnelafon of mitzvahs and making a, a beautiful lulav, a beautiful sukkah, a beautiful tefillin, is not like, just stop covet, you know, uh, or, or to make it a little bit more appealing that we should be able to you know, be motivated to put tefillin on every day, the fact that they look nice. No, no, no. That is, the yisoyed of Hasnei Lofan of the Mitzvahs is bringing neshamis into the mix. That's the yisoyed. That's the yisoyed. That's why we find, if you take a look at Marmokin number six, the Shulchan Aruch talks about this concept of, of na, of making a mitzvah beautiful. The Shulchan Aruch says the following halacha. It's on Archaim Simit Kuf Mem Zayin Sif Aleph. Shulchan Aruch says, Yesh Oimer. Let's say the following case. It's talking about a mantle for a Sefer Torah, the, the, the covering for a Sefer Torah. 
Let's say you have a covering for a Sefer Torah. And on one side of the covering, it's made of linen. Okay? On the other side, it's made of meshi. Meshi is... Um, what's... Um, Silk, right. So silk is more expensive and more chashev than linen. So the question that the Shulchan is dealing with, which side should be facing out? Should the more expensive side be facing out? Or should the more expensive side be facing in, closer to the Sefer Torah itself? So tzorch l'hapeich ha-meshi sefer. Says the Shulchan Aruch, the first opinion is that the more beautiful side should be facing in. It's about bringing covet to the Sefer Torah. That's not the minig. The minig is that the beautiful side should be on the outside. The gra, continuing on Bira Gra, the gra says on this, and that's the halacha. It's not just the minig is not correct. No, no, no. That's the halacha. The beautiful side should be on the outside. Why? The raya says the gra. The proof of this is from the base of itself. When they, on the base of everything was gold, beautiful. But the, the doors, for example, were covered with gold only on the outside. On the inside, where no one saw it really, except for maybe one kind, you know, uh, it wasn't noticeable so much, the inside was not plated with gold. So says the Grah, you see from here, that's the inside. If you have the option of the point of the beautification, and that's what you see from What's the point of beautification? Not the etzim for the Sefer Torah. It's about you, that you should be able to see the Sefer Torah as beautiful and be drawn to it. So let's go back. We have this Yisoyed from the, from, the, from the Chazanish and from Rashi and so on, other examples, that Noi doesn't just mean to make the object beautiful, but any time that you show and it's clear that human beings are involved in interacting with this object, that makes the object beautiful. In Avay the Zara, that would be Aser, and when it comes to holy things, that would be Gavaldic. Uh, what's the Yisoyed over here? Again, the Yisoyed is that Noi means that you're getting Neshamas invested. Neshamas are getting invested in this Inyan, and allowing the elokus to then become saturated in the oilamus, in this object. And then it could be used as an unbelievable mitzvah. But the point of hasnala fun of noi is to get neshamas there. And therefore, noi therefore is going to include automatically two things. One, beautifying the object that makes it aesthetically pleasing to people, so people are emotionally and just, you know, aesthetically drawn to it. Or, the other option is, physically, that the more involvement people have with this object, the more, literally, the more neshamas are, are invested in it, the more neshamas are connected to it. The point of, of Hidra Mitzvah is this idea of getting neshamas to, to be included in this. Take a look at Maramokka number nine. Number nine uh, is a Gemara Shabbos, and you'll see based on this, yeah, I, I think it's a, a very interesting point. Ditanya. So it's, it's all the, the, the halacha that we're coming from. It says in the Bryce, it says in Pasuk, Zekel van Veo, yeah? Zekel van Veo. What does van Veo mean? So it says the Tanakhama, Hasnolofan of a mitzvah, that you should beautify mitzvahs before Hashem. Aseilofan of Sukkana, Lulovna, Shoiferna, Sefertarna. First of all, by the way, it's interesting that the language is, it's based on the Pasuk of Zekel van Veo. Zekel van Veo. Zekel, Zekel means, this is my God. That's Elukos. And Zem means that you're pointing to something. How can you point to Elokos? It means I'm pointing to an object, and this object is saturated with Elokos. How? How'd that happen? How did Elokos get to Oilemus? The answer is Hasneo, Vanveo. It was through an Ashama being involved and being drawn to this object, whether it be because it's aesthetically pleasing or just human interaction with this object, that's what allowed the result of Zekeli. 
And more than that, take a look at the next statement. Abishol Oimer. Abishol disagrees with the Tanakhama and interprets the word Vanveu differently. Vanveu means have a Anveo means a combination of the words anivahu, me and him. In other words, mahu chanavarachum, af ata havi chanavarachum. So on a simple pshat, we read the Gemara simply, these are, it's a machlegis, Tanakam and Abishol, and the droshes that each one comes up with have nothing to do with each other. The Tanakam is coming up with a drosh of Anveo means make a nice safer tire, make a nice sukkah, okay? And Abishol is coming up with a completely different idea, is that you should be a good person, you should be a, a Racham V'chanun, the Rabbanu Shem's Racham V'chanun, you should be a Racham V'chanun. Okay. But if you, if, uh, in, in Pneumius, once we understand that the definition of Anveu, the, the, the mitzvah of Hidr mitzvah, the mitzvah of beautifying an object of mitzvah, which is the Tanakam's opinion, is about investing neshamas. It's about showing how neshamas are the linchpin between elokus and this world. Then Abishol is, it, it, it's along the same lines. What Abishol is saying is also that inyan, that the neshamas are able to be this conduit for elokus. Not only we could be the conduit for elokus by investing our energy into holy objects, but even within ourselves that we could become a conduit for elokus by mahu afata. And so the, the, the Pasuk, whether it be the Tanakam or Abishol, is revolving around the same Yisrael, which is the Chashivas and the, 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 integral, the integral need of Neshamas in the system to allow Dir B'tachtayinu. You want Zekeli? You need Neshamas. Without Neshamas, Zekeli is not possible. The Rabbanish will be on one side of the world, and the Oilemus will be on the other side. And never the twain shall meet. Only Neshamas bring them together. Let's go back to the Yerushalmi. Rishami said that we have the unbelievable thing of Hidr Mitzvah's Kavaldik, make a shul nice, based on Mikdash nice, it's much beautiful. But there's two things that override it, which is what? Supporting Talmud Torah and healing the sick. Why? Because again, the whole site of Hidr Mitzvah is a what? Is that you need Nishamas, right? To create that connection between Elokus and Oilamas. The only thing that's going to be more chashev than that is Nishamas themselves. In other words, in order for neshamas to function properly as the linchpin between elokus and oilamus, then you have to make sure the neshamas are healthy and well. You have to make sure the neshamas are healthy and well physically, and you have to make sure the neshamas are healthy and well spiritually. So before you allow, so in other words, you have two options over here. You could beautify a shul, right? Which the whole point of beautifying a shul is what? Is to get neshamas to be drawn to it, and when neshamas are drawn to it, all of a sudden elokus is now connected to that place. But you know what's more important? To make sure neshamas are functional. Because you could have all the, you could draw all neshamas, uh, you know, to the shul all you want, but if the neshamas that are being drawn there are not healthy and well, physically or spiritually, then you miss the point. So it says the neshami very pashat. The whole idea of hidden mitzvah is what is the, is the, is the, is, is, is a mitzvah which is, which is coming from the job of neshamas and our role in terms of Elokus to Eilumis, well, well, uh, before you even get get your job right, you have to make sure that you're that you're that you're functioning functioning well. And the two things that you need in order for a neshama to to even be a neshama, to then to then be able to function in terms of hidden mitzvah properly is you have to be alive, you have to be healthy, and you have to be spiritually healthy. So that's Torah, and that's Rafua. So it says the Yishami very pashit. What's going to override? What's going to come? Before Zekel uh, Veyu is certainly going to be these two, these two in Yonim, supporting Talmud Torah to make sure that the neshama, that the neshamas within themselves are healthy, 
and physically healing the sick, which is also to make sure that the neshamas are healthy. Once you have that down path, that the neshamas are taken care of physically and spiritually, now as a community you can start talking about getting the neshamas invested and functioning in their job in terms of connecting Olamas and Elokos. But uh, if the neshamas are not healthy within themselves, then that comes before telling them to do their job, right? I, I can't function as my job uh, as neshamas if I'm stuck in bed or if I'm not learning. So that's where you need these two things. If you take a look at Maramok number 8, so this is from the Kamar in Nesiv Mitzvah in Nesiv Torah, he says this just with this one line, he doesn't connect it with the Rishambi, but it's what we're talking about. Lil my Torah, Torah Lishma, to learn Torah, and obviously that's you know, the way it's supposed to be, is Torah Lishma, that's shayrish hamer l'neshamah. That's that's what allows a neshamah to be healthy. That's what allows a neshamah to be able to function as a neshamah in terms of this structure of elokus neshamahs and oilamahs. So therefore, if you again going back, so the whole idea of zekel Veyu is to get a neshamah to function in that system. Kaidim call it has to be a neshamah, and to really be a neshamah means you have to be alive. The person has to be healthy, and healthy means physically with refuah and spiritually with tar. And so once you have that, then you can function as an neshama. So Avada, the neshama is the Dover Pashat, that those two inyanim, those two mitzvahs, the Tamatara and Rafua, certainly come before Zakeh Ramveo. That's again all coming back from this Rambam, this Yusoid, is that Noi is, is, is it's, it's not just beautifying the object. The Yusoid Dover is bringing the neshamas into the mix. How do you do that? Again, either by beautifying the object, making it aesthetically pleasing, or actually getting involved. And the more interaction there is, the human interaction between people and the object, that's also night, because it's all coming from the same side. Allah so what do we see from this? We're talking important. We're talking important. You want the Yerbetach Tain and the Rabbanu Shalom needs us. Needs Neshamas. That's what it's about. Okay. Speaking, both